Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome to the WrestleMania Backlash Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to this weekend's WrestleMania Backlash pay-per-view. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, but also AW Dynamite pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to this weekend's pay-per-view. And I'll just start out by asking it, Michael Hamlet, is this going to be the best WrestleMania backlash ever? Very good, very good. I like how your wording changed from your first one from looking forward to looking ahead because they both <laughs> literally mean the same thing, but in other senses, they absolutely don't. Uh, what a disparate post-WrestleMania lull this has been. We have steeled ourselves over the years to expect it. It's, it's your shit of it. It's like, dread it, run from it. It's everything after WrestleMania. Um, like We've kind of gotten used to how this feels. And even last year, we got used to how it feels in a pandemic. Mm. What we've never gone through until this year was how it feels to have five minutes of like the old normal back before you get the current soul-crushing new one back. <laughs> like WrestleMania, for the most part, full of joy, full of hope. Uh, one year, one month, one day, lovely, cute parallels like that. It's like, oh, Christ, it's back. The thing we like, looking out, we suppose the look is back. Enormous feel-good moment on night one. Total banger of a main event on night two. Just the making of Roman Reigns as, as the guy on night two. Glorious. Just glorious. Uh, and then it was like it's ne- never happened. For the <laughs> proceeding, especially on Tuesdays, I can be a bit more like kind at SmackDown, and we will be previewing these matches, I promise. Um, but especially on Raw, it is like that show never even happened. Character, I mean, literally in the case of two major title matches, which are like rematches, <laughs> rematches with the body to pin thrown back in. Um, the characters are in stasis. The ones that are moving forward are moving forward with this, just this ugly clandestine creative. And this card, I did the, um, the predictions for the website. Uh, if you want to go and have a look, you can find a list of 10. As well, you'll know because we're about to preview it. Couldn't some 10 matches, could I? So I had to predict other things that might happen because of the fact that this card seems so short and shallow. We're recording this before SmackDown, so other stuff might get added at the very last minute. Um, yeah, 
what a what an awful, awful back to normal with a thud pay-per-view this is set to be. Who's um I'm I'm off Monday, I'm rarely off from post pay-per-view, I've just had something come up. Which uh, which mug they got doing the stream on Sunday. That that'd be me. Yeah, that'd be me. <laughs> we'll have a laugh. We'll have a laugh. Join us. <laughs> um yeah, it's, it's always weird every year that uh, they they have such a slump post WrestleMania, and this year it felt intentional. Like I get it, you know, when you look back in history, it's like all oh, the big stars will get in, even like the part timers will get in, and then it's like oh bollocks, roll, they're they're not going to be here in May, so we've got to kind of switch things up. But like like you say, we were, I was like. Lads, WWE's back. It's great. All right, we've got to go back in, you know, the the, the Thunderdome and, and no fans and what have you. But, I mean, what happens next? This is new beginning. Like, you've got Bianca Belair as champion. we got Rhea Ripley. What are they going to do next? And they just did nothing. Like, SmackDown. <laughs> nothing. Stuff. SmackDown yeah. stuff. But the slump, like I say, should be a byproduct of losing certain people not intentionally going right let's make sure this is proper crap so people know what to expect until summertime it's insane it's bonkers uh and yet here we are and like you say all three of the matches from monday night raw are versions of rematches featuring similar people who faced off at wrestlemania let's let's start off where do we start off let's start off Let's conclude with Roman Reigns. Let's finish with that as a big finish. So let's start. Let's do a nice little sandwich. Let's start with the WWE Championship match. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, with the addition of Braun Strowman. Now, I think I know the answer to this question. Um, but who leaves as WWE Champion? Bobby Lashley. Um, and he does so by... <laughs> and he does so by pinning Braun Strowman because... WWE want one more pay-per-view out of Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. I mean, it happened on Raw, so, like, just had it. Uh, I had it at WrestleMania, but, yeah, they want one more pay-per-view out of this. They Do you remember, I know this feels like two years ago, but it was, in fact, three weeks back. Do you remember when um, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre was the singles match for this pay-per-view? And... Uh, there was a graphic up that said last year's backlash, this year's backlash. And it was the same title match, but the, do you remember that? It was just yeah. a singles match that lasted like a week. And then they added Braun Strowman. And that was the tell. That was the tell. Somebody saw that graphic and was like, I like that. You got anything in mind for money in the bag? Nope. Right then. <laughs> Put your hands together. Cause we've just solved ourselves a problem. Um, yeah. In goes Braun. God, this angle has been turgid. I, I said this on the Raw review, um, if you can make it that far through it on Tuesdays, but how have they conspired to make ginormous men running into each other at pace boring? How has this angle been so dull? Like, I don't feel like I've seen Bobby Lashley and Drew fight all that much. Braun has been, like, out of the title picture f- mostly since he, like, was just booted out by Roman Reigns on SmackDown last summer. So you'd think that there'd been time enough for it to be cycled back in. But Christ, this is turgid. Hurt business are gone. Retribution, whatever, that thing with MVP, gone. (laughs) MVP complains to Adam Pearce about something or other most weeks. So the kind of like the positive energy around MVP and Bobby Lashley is gone. Drew McIntyre has been sucked more into the WWE babyface vortex 
and it's starting to not even feel like a winner anymore. So that magic might well be gone. Um, but the match won't be because we're going to get the singles match at Money in the Bank. Mm. So you won't even get the feeling of... <laughs> the looming feeling of dread that you wish was gone won't disappear because Braun getting beat will provide that lovely inclusivity that they get to like monetize for one more one more month of your Peacock subscription. Yeah, I, I think without question, Braun Strowman is the body in there to get pinned. We'll talk more about that with another match in, in due course. <laughs> There's a bit of me that does think Drew McIntyre leaves his WWE champion just to be the most vindictive. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's nice. Drew, you've won the WWE championship back. Was there any fans? No, no fans. No fans there. <laughs> yeah. The only time you could have maybe won it and, and you just, you passed out like a little bitch, didn't you? So, <laughs> sucks to be you. Good narrative, that. The opposite like that. of like the Hikaru Shida thing they've got in AEW. Like, I want to retain this belt and defend it in front of fans. Please let me at least hold the belt in front of fans. Come on. But uh, <laughs> I sense I agree with you that Bobby Lashley, yes, will retain. And quite possibly, arguably more possibly, uh, a, a dead serve for, for Sunday is Rhea Ripley retaining. She defends the Raw Women's Championship in a triple threat. It's actually like... When I was talking about this on the news in the in the weeks between WrestleMania and WrestleMania Backlash, I was like, yes, yeah, a really good bit of booking this. Really easy. You do a triple threat. You have Asuka get pinned, obviously. You maybe have Asuka go away for a bit. I love her. But she's, you know, Money in the Bank's coming right round and she's been involved in the title picture there for, for a year. And make me, make, her, make me miss her. Let her go away. She's the pers- perfect person to do that. And Charlotte is furious because... Maybe she does all the work akin to maybe what's going to happen with Drew and Bobby. Um, and then Rhea steals one and, and Charlotte says, well, you've never actually beaten me, blah, blah, blah. But it's been awful. And there's Alexa Bliss and uh, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to play it this one time. I'll save Thank it. You. Save that for the, for the Raw review and Raw preview. But. <laughs> yeah. And, and I've just, I love the thing today I saw on uh, Reddit Squared Circle where WWE posted a thing saying, it's on this Sunday at Backlash. Who will walk out as Raw Women's Champion? And Batista replied, seriously? Do you ask her? WTF? Because <laughs> that's what she's there for, isn't it? Yeah, she is. It's um, It just feels like you can sort of hear the regurgitated copy being like submitted to USA Network hurriedly on like a on a sort of Sunday at like even or something like that. Another title defended in a triple threat that only really exists to protect a singles match WWE need because they haven't got anything else to fight with about next month. Must be Monday. Ricochet's <laughs> in the moon. So it's just that's their go-to this month. Uh, like I have a lot of a lot of concerns over this. Um like the prevailing and most significant worry is that the match is gonna suck. Yeah. Rhea Ripley versus Asuka versus Charlotte Flair might not be any good. What the f- is going on? Like WrestleMania wasn't great, right? I, I know there was a lot of praise for that match in the moment. I think that was one of the biggest beneficiaries of the crowd and the emotion yeah, I agree. feeling. You watch that back, I don't think that holds up, right? Um, so Rhea Ripley and Asuka now have got this little mark against their record, like made worse and made bigger by the fact that Rhea Ripley doesn't know who the hell she is. Like they're actively damaging her with the way they've promoted her as a character. Charlotte Flair's not really found any form since December. Asuka is like a dead rubber as a character because she's been booked like nothing pretty much since Charlotte came back. Uh, like, I just, I cannot believe I'm previewing this without having that thing at the end where you're like, oh, yeah, the in-ring will be good, but they're really being hampered by the booking here. They're really being like dragged into the, into the muck uh, because I don't even have that. It's 
this, no pun intended for Rhea Ripley, but this whole run has felt like a total nightmare and like not the good kind that beat Shayna Baszler in the only time that NXT won the demos in 2019 ever. Yeah. I, I, I cannot fathom how we've arrived at this. And it'll be like, I hope this is good. I love them all and I want things to be better for all of them. So I hope this is good, but it'll like, it'll register as like this significant achievement if it is. Mm. And that, I don't know how they've arrived at that. Yeah, if, I feel like I can already see the finish on Sunday being natural selection from, from Charlotte Flair and her getting booted out of the ring or whatever it may be. And really, really just picking up a limp asker for a riptide and there's your there's mm. your victory. It's mad, like you say, that you've got three names together in a ring, Rhea Ripley, Asuka, Charlotte Flair. And I'm sat here going, I wonder if there'll be a bit of spooky bollocks to make this a bit more banter. <laughs> well, I mean, Alexa's sort of, um, she's kind of, what, teased uh, Eva Marie, was it? Before, before making Shayna Baszler's legs wobble. <laughs> like she was kind of seeming like she was, she's looking at like casting a net out nice and wide. Lily's net's casting out nice and wide. And we've both suggested that Asuka's kind of the perfect first opponent for her. Mm. I don't wish to see Asuka sacrifice to anybody, but I do wish for her to get like a two or three month holiday. She deserves mm. it. So a big first win for Alexa. And yes, maybe some spooky stuff to set up a, a quickie program between the two that gives Alexa first major win and gives Asuka a bit of a break. Like just a, a nice write-off that we all know is nothing to do with goo and is in fact just to do with somebody resting some injuries. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique. And your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Let's go from one uh, women's world title to the other. Because it's been quite the quite the divergence between Rhea Ripley and, and Bianca Belair since they uh, faced off at the Royal Rumble. It's not been all plain sailing for Bianca Belair, but she certainly had it better on SmackDown, uh, especially after that sensational match of the night, arguably, or match of the weekend, arguably, from WrestleMania against Sasha Banks. And now, you know, just great again. It's really simple stuff, this. Put her in against Sasha, put her in, to get, put her in against Bailey, then maybe put her in against... Sasha and Bailey, because 
they're just going to be bangers, aren't they? It's a contender. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's the number one contender. I'd say that's probably Reigns versus Cesaro for match of the night, but this is certainly one you're not going to want to take your eyes off. Yeah, no, absolutely could be match of the night. And I, I do think that's worthy of mention because if it is match of the night, it's going to be entirely as a result of the quality of the work that we've come to expect from Bailey and Bianca Belair. It's it's a funny one, this, right? Because, yeah, it's been functional and it's been watchable. It's been broadly entertaining. Um, Bailey's been quite funny. But, like, how good is, like, getting the basics right when, like, in this case, the outcome is so basic? Like, it's, like, really basic. Like, Bailey's obviously the best opponent for Bianca Belair, like, as a first foe. She's been frozen out of the title picture ages, so it's nice to have her back in amongst it. She's probably the best all-rounder that SmackDown's got, and it's a huge scalp for Bianca Belair when she gets the win. Like, all of those things, it's, like, it's ideal, this mm. booking right now. But um, it's kind of convenient because SmackDown is hiding that there's virtually nobody else remotely ready. Mm. Um, as you say, Sasha Banks is there for a a triple threat or another go around with Bailey, I don't know. But like Carmella like was great in the feud with Sasha Banks, but then wrapped that up and was just left to rot and fester again. Uh Nia Jack's good for her. She's got like 14 different feuds going on. But they're all <laughs> they're all mostly in tag programs because I think they've kind of like seen enough of her in singles matches to think that she's probably better served in tags. Uh, like your, right, your dad catches you smoking. Oh, you want you want women's tag team action? Do you work? You have the whole pack. <laughs> <laughs> like reckoning isn't there? The riot squad uh, just been buried. Sonia Deville looks happier in a suit than in a belt. Um, what I'm saying is, yes, SmackDown is the lesser of the two evils, but it's a good job Bailey's there because who else the hell would you have as yeah. Bianca Belair's first pay per view opponent? Sort of convenient for them. I've got like really hope this match bangs. I think it I, like you say that you're right. The main event is the other kind of well, we assume the main event, the title match stands the chance to be really quite special. Um, but this has got like slightly lower expectations, and I think that'll help that Bianca Belair retains. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one match, arguably the, the match, the most the biggest likelihood of a title changing hands. Leading to well, it's a long, it's a, there's some long term <laughs> in, in the Hamlet world and a universe over it, but still inexplicable that it didn't just do this match or a four way of this match at WrestleMania. But regardless, it is going to be the Dirty Dogs who've been, I think, have been really underrated as SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I have to say this: uh, they're going to face Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, and the Mysterios could well become father son tag champs, couldn't they, on Sunday? Yeah. Um... I do. I fear it was talking about this on Thursday for a pay-per-view preview. What the hell are we going to talk about on Friday for a SmackDown preview when it's probably going to be like, what's going to happen between the Dirty Dogs and the Mysterios? Because <laughs> that's just it. Like, but yes, I agree with you on the Dirty Dogs. Um, there's a lot to like about this match, you know. Like, they've... WWE have found, in this match at least, they've found the combination of those rotating teams yeah. on SmackDown <laughs> that feel like we've seen the least. I don't know that to be true. I haven't done the stats work on it. But those four goddamn teams have just wrestled and wrestled and wrestled. And this combination feels the freshest. So, like, well done for them happening upon that now. Um, to Ziggler and Rude's credit, I I buy them as tag champions, genuinely. Like, yeah. uh, they, look, they look the part. They're obviously super experienced. They're good. Um, they're just proper heels. There's nothing about them you're supposed to like. Nothing at all. There's no little bit of them that's like, well, I know us, but, like... 
Bobby Lashley comes out, yeah, but look at his class. Like you get none of that with the dirty dogs. You're like, look at these, or like the little cut off sub triple H denim jackets that they wear <laughs> over their tights. Like I don't know, like the the earnest is they want you to boo them. If if they could hear us, they'd hear booing. Um, and like the Mysterios, I would say are operating at like a like solid six out of ten. They've done more right than wrong as yeah. a as a team. There's this charm there. Dominic's not had like a disaster yet. Like fair play to him. Like yeah, play. nothing, nothing he's done has been like nightmarishly bad so far for somebody so new. Um, and let's get to it, shall we? Like as a package, they're now perfectly placed to win the tag belts because they've got this father-son solidarity. The sort of solidarity that gets ripped apart when the son has a thirst for life beyond the father's shadow. And how, Wilborn, do you form a shadow? Well, you cast a light upon something. How do you cast a light upon something? You win championship belts. So you win the championship belts this Sunday. And then you need a destination to lose them for the sun to leap out of the shadow. Tell me, Wilborn, when is money in the bank? I believe it is the 20th of June. All I know it is, is Father's Day, because you pointed that out to me the other day. And it's honestly, we know WWE listens, take it. Take it with our <laughs> idea, right? Because it's so easy. In the build to this on SmackDown, you've seen Dominic Mysterio, I hate it's a tired WWE trope, but stealing one quite regularly, right? Of just like Dolph Ziggler, for example, I think it was last week going, I've got this little knobhead sorted. Oh, he's reversed a pile or he's rolled him up or he's schoolboyed him or whatever it may be. One, two, three, right? Have the lovely coronation, double uh, 619, Pat McAfee at the commentary desk. (laughs) He's not there, I'm furious, by the way. Um, All that, one, two, three, father, son, wonderful, but yeah, we're sadistic bastards, me and Michael Hamper, when it comes to certain things. And all you do over the next few weeks is have the Dirty Dogs, have the Street Profits, have Gable and Otis face off against the tag champions in non-title action. And in every match, Dominic gets pinned. And Ray, because he's the he's the 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 father figure, he's the smart one, he's the you know, got the got the wisdom of all this in the match at Money in the Bank, realises his son's in trouble, tags himself in, but he gets pinned and Dominic goes, it's all your fault, Dad. Electric chair on the rump. Give it to me. We're so close, mate. We're so close. Like, it, like I'm I know, more excited I know about for... Think about how excited we were. I'm more excited about this than the whole Bailey and Sasha thing that you and I were messaging, messaging each other at like, do I <laughs> wheel of fortune about? So... I really was messing. Um, I know for a fact that if these win the belts on Sunday, there will be no earnest pop from you as big. Like nothing that will happen on the rest of the show will be as big as Mysterio and Dominic winning the belts because you will feel it's happening. Yeah. Like it's 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 abs- it's actually happening. You can start like rubbing those thighs, knowing that oh, here it comes, here it comes. I need them to win them now. I tweeted this little gag of ours, and like it was really funny because people sort of did like. I think people assumed it to be like, oh, what a nice occasion for them to win the <laughs> yes. on Friday. And they were like, huh, I bet you what Vince will do is probably have Dominic turn on Ray. And I'm thinking, yes, that's what we want this yeah. time. <laughs> Actually with him. Of course, so that sort of the devil. Do that. Do the vinciest Vince thing you've ever vinced. Uh, <laughs> right, before we get to Roman Reigns versus Cesaro, we've got Damian Priest versus The Miz in a Lumberjack match. And you mm. know what? 
I'm quite looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, did that did that sound believable? No, like I, I, I think the match could be a, a little bit lot dry. Um, we've and I say that based on experience. We've seen a lot of Damian Priest fighting the Miz and John Morrison over the last month. A lot, a lot. Um, so one more singles match, you presume, is the end of it. The Lumberjacks will add a much-needed bit of colour, a bit of flavour. Uh, look, this is this is probably of interest to you if you're mad keen on the John Morrison Miz split. They've put the work in. They have put the work into the separation. Ever since Bad Bunny embarrassed them at WrestleMania, there's been a series of little disagreements. There's a wedge between them now. This is only going to like sort of drive that wedge deeper. Uh, Damien Priest can say that he's been something to do with the demise of Miz and Morrison, which doesn't hurt him. Big win at the right time of year because money in the bank's next month. Yeah. And he'll like, he'll fancy his chances. He's almost certainly going there. Fike, weird this. Like, uh, Miz is pretty basic. Damien Priest leans that way. But it is one of the matches where it's like kind of onwards and upwards for everybody afterwards, as long as you book it right. So it's like, uh, I, like it's a pass. Yeah. It's C plus, C plus yeah, for this. And- and for those of you paying attention and watching NXT, there's a load of bodies outside the ring. And we know what happens when Damian Priest has a load of bodies outside the <laughs> ring to jump onto over the turnbuckle. That's a hundred percent happening. So sucks to be you, uh, Angel Garza, but you're going to be catching <laughs> Damian Priest on Sunday. Uh, put that rose down for, for two minutes because that's clearly what's <laughs> going to happen. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of John Morrison and I'm, I'm, He's, you know, a great, a great addition, I think, to uh, to to Monday Night Raw in terms of turning in babyface. So, yeah, maybe there's going to be a, a callback to what's been happening on Raw with the Miz having Priest pinned, but Morrison jumping up on the apron is a, a you know flip reverse of what's happened with with Priest and, and Morrison in recent weeks, and that just further disintegrates this relationship. But yeah, Damian Priest, straightforward victory, uh, murders some lumberjacks along the way. And like you say, springboards himself into seemingly inevitably the Money in the Bank ladder match next month. Right. We've arrived at what we assume is going to be the main event of the evening. Roman Reigns versus Cesaro for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, of course, responsible for banishing Daniel Bryan from Friday Night Smackdown. I think I know the answer again to this question. But, you know, there's this there's. there's this the bloody eternal optimist in me says even if there's a one percent chance um i'll be on the hook for that near fall and even if there isn't even a near fall roman reigns getting olympic getting the 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 cesaro swing is gonna long hair pop my tits off got the jimmy and jay uso stuff as well going on on smackdown can cesaro defeat roman reigns no but i'm with you in enjoying watching him try Yes. Um, I'm going bigger as well. I'm going more ambitious. I want to see Roman Reigns get UFO'd. That's what I want. Because he made that comment. He made that comment just after WrestleMania. Yeah. About, oh, yeah, I'd like, like to see how he do that when I'm going to, like, smash his shoulders up or whatever it was. Just like some really violent threat. I want that paid off. I want that UFO spot again. But on Roman Reigns, of all people, a man of his size and stature, I think would look amazing. Um, yeah, it's been, like, it's not wholly logical but it's tight enough it's been like an enjoyable month in like the smackdown main event scene 
Roman Reigns trying to no-sell his frustrations with both Daniel Bryan and Cesaro and ultimately doing away with Bryan, as you say, and having no choice now but to try and deal with Cesaro. Um, the matches have been good, sometimes great. The segments have been good, sometimes great. Um, and what I think WWE deserve a little bit of credit for is at least laying out why Cesaro can actually be a threat to Reigns. And, more importantly, that Reigns is aware of that. There's a really cool tension here that they only just started to play with with Daniel Bryan. Roman Reigns is expert at selling fear and very quickly trying to hide it because he's the head of the table. And he's done that with Cesaro. He didn't want this match. And I love that Roman Reigns has gone to lengths to avoid having it. But now he has. He's going to turn the Brock Lesnar switch on his back up and he's going to just try and batter Cesaro. So we'll get a bit of that at first, I would imagine. Cesaro will fight his way back in. And I expect like an awesome ripper of a match in like the first two thirds. I do think it's going to get sports entertainment and crowded at the end um, yeah. based on kind of how we've seen the booking so far. But uh, yeah, the, the first and second third of the match, I think are just going to be mesmerizing. Um, but then overbooking, I think will kick in because they'll feel like they can justify it. You've got the Usos um, just reunited uh, and for now, at least on the same page and that page being Romans. You've got Seth Rollins, who has obviously still got a lingering issue with Cesaro. And I wanted to talk about something else, if I could. Um, when Roman Reigns returned at SummerSlam, WWE luxuriated, didn't they? And uh, you'll never see it coming. Because they slapped those words across the, uh, the pay-per-view poster, and then Roman Reigns returned, and they got us. We actually never saw it coming. There it was, all month. You never saw it coming. You never saw it coming. And we're like, what a way to return to save us from that Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman mess. Um, who has not had his WrestleMania backlash yet? Oh. Edge. Yeah. And I think this could be the night. I think Edge reinserting himself into the title picture here, having his WrestleMania backlash. That's why it was called that all along. He's been laid out with a concussion with a steel chair and some dweeb, some line cutter like Cesaro just thinks that he can just like swoop in and take a title shot that Edge still feels was robbed off him yeah. by that little creep Daniel Bryan who he can't even get revenge on anymore. I'd be pretty pissed off and I'd see an easy target in Cesaro's head even after he's done the UFO and I could see that being the big shocking return. Nobody's taking that belt off you, Roman, but me. And then you spin off to Edge Cesaro, you spin off to Edge Roman. Roman doesn't want any of Edge. Uh, and you, there's your kind of SmackDown main event picture for the next couple of months. Maybe yeah, Edge is forced into money in the bank to try and win that instead. But I like I like this destination as his comeback. Yeah, I, I think last week on the SmackDown preview, we were talking about Rollins and, and Reigns and potentially becoming a triple threat and what have you. And uh, and I said the visual of, of Cesaro, very dangerous, obviously, but Cesaro having someone on their shoulders as part of the FU, um, part of the FU, what the hell about Part of the UFO, even. And uh, and turning round into a spear from Roman Reigns. So oh. Seth Rollins in that scenario would be great. Even better if it's Roman Reigns on his shoulders and Edge spears him. Mm -hmm. And it'll be, you know, it, certainly if this match doesn't go on last, you're like, well, shenanigans are plenty then. But if yeah. it does go on last, I even wouldn't mind it because, yeah, I'm so invested in this. And you kind of know that this isn't, considering everything else on this pay-per-view, it probably isn't going to be Cesaro's only shot. So like you say, I'd, I'd, 
I'd not be happy, but I'd be all right with it because it's a means to an end. But yeah, an edge return is a hell of a shout, which means inevitably he's going to return on SmackDown, which is tomorrow, <laughs> pay-per-view, but yesterday as it goes out. But let us know your thoughts ahead of WrestleMania Backlash this weekend on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, I say you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. The Smackdown, preview, Smackdown review even will be out later on today. Uh, and of course, our review of this show will be out whenever we get a chance in the small hours of Monday morning with myself and Ben Roy Turner, who will be doing the live stream on Sunday night. So do join us for that one. Enjoy WrestleMania Backlash. This has been the preview of it. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I am Dori Shafrir, the co-host of the podcast Forever 35, which is all about the things we do to take care of ourselves. And starting next week, we have a new co-host. It's me. I'm Elise Hugh. I am an author, journalist, and a podcaster. Yay! Elise and I are going to be getting into a lot of the same topics that we've always talked about on Forever 35, like skincare, like getting older, and of course, Forever 35 faves like butt care and Costco. She said Costco. <laughs> I said it. I'm so excited to be coming along on this journey. I am so excited to have you. So listen to Forever 35 wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Listen to this Acast show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.